0: to them. And it does, in today's environment, create a lot of, of risk, especially um, with coronavirus. You know, we, right. we now have people going, well, business is down. I'm going to double down and really go out and get more business for when um, the country opens up. And it, it, it creates a bigger opportunity um, to get into, to create problems. And you would assume during the pandemic that the regulators and the litigators are just taking a breather. And unfortunately, they, everybody, we've just seen huge increases uh, because if, you know, the two things that are really, believe it or not, three things maybe, you know, one is the pandemics op- operating everybody's mind. two is we're, we're going to get uh, paper towels and toilet paper and Lysol. <laughs> and the third is spam calls. Uh, and, uh, and unwanted calls. And as such, um, we don't, you know, the, even in this environment, uh, trying to police against them, uh,
1: right.
0: and the complaints against them at the state and federal level are increasing. And that means you need to sort of make sure you don't add to the problem.
1: All right. Tell beast on this episode. I got Neil Kent, a DNC.com contact center compliance. He is by far the most well First individual i ever met on this subject matter, 100% an authority in his space of contact center compliance. He handles a lot of risk assessments for folks, but it's my pleasure to have him on this show. Without further ado, let's get dialed in. You're dialing in to the All Things Telesales podcast. I'm your host, Jake Glenn. If the phone is your weapon, this is your podcast. We're changing the perception of telesales. We're a tribe of telesales professionals who believe in compassion before commission. We're empowering the call coaching experience by starting with the person and salesperson. When we take care of the person, the calls take care of themselves. So I'll go ahead and introduce you. Sure. I got Neil from Contact Center Compliance, dnc.com. How are we doing today, man?
0: We are doing good. We are uh, learning to work from home like everybody else. Right. <laughs> That's it. Adapt and overcome. That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, you had the pleasure of uh, getting to know you a little bit in, in St. Petersburg at the TCBA Summit that you all put on. Uh, recently had you're, Eric you're, you're being
0: very nice. Yeah. You're being very nice. it means you're just saying, <laughs> Hey, I didn't bore you to tears and you didn't <laughs> fall asleep." So I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely uh was good. Learned a lot. And uh we've we've actually had Eric Traubman on the show um That's here recently. Guy. Oh yeah. And it was a really good episode. So I, I definitely um thought about you and thought that you could definitely bring value to the audience here today when we're talking about compliance and and have fun actually have fun talking about compliance too at the same time. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't normally have the words fun and compliance in the same sentence, but <laughs> no. um, you know, the, the funny part is that if you treat sort of compliance as um, an enhancement to brand, right. In other words, when, when you're making customer contact and you sort of take it under the, the, the framework of to your customers, uh, I respect your your communications channels preferences, right? I, I don't want you to think of me as a spam. I don't want to annoy you, and I respect those choices. I think people really respond to that very, very well. Even if you're prospecting, right? You know, call the people you can. Don't call the people you shouldn't.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to have that um, prior express written consent. Um, you know, opted in. At least you you would want. You think you'd want to, but there's still a lot of people when I get them in my inbox uh, from all over because I'm an insurance agent and uh, they see that on my profiles and they're like, "Do you want final expense leads and they're, you know, they're telemarketed leads and you know, you need to scrub them, you know, kind of walk me through that, Neil, like the do's and don'ts at a high level of, of engaging with that type of
0: activity. Sure, so the, so the problem sort of starts when you're going out for business. So you're an agency, you're gonna prospect, uh, old school phone, text really does work, but you do fall under um, state and federal rules and regs. Uh, and once again, just to back up, the number one complaint, uh, mm-hmm. consumer complaint to the US government are unwanted calls. It's one right. of the reasons that we're sort of cramping down. And remember, when you place a prospecting call, you know you have good intent, but does the consumer, does that prospect on the other side, understand who you are, right? And so, you know, are you going to generate, you know, some issues? And then, two, if you're using auto dialers and things like that, you know, are the, is the system looking at what you're doing and further cre- create issues? But now let's look, let's let's back up for a second and look at our lead list. And so we're going to buy a bunch of leads and. Some of them may be uh, consented leads. In other words, does your prospect reasonably expect you uh, to call them? And by the way, call and text in, in essentially is the same thing. Um, although a text in all cases needs a higher level of consent. But a lot of people go, well, I'm not calling, I'm going to text. First of all, it all falls under you know, essentially uh, you know, the rules and the regs. And so let's look at your lead list. Yeah. And so, do you have consent? Did you buy a lead list from a co-reg opportunity? In other words, um, it, it might have been an email campaign and a digital campaign and somebody goes, yeah, I, I need an insurance quote or I need,
1: right.
0: you know, uh, whatever, whatever, the, th- whatever the, the business module is gonna be. And, and so, those leads, that is an inquiry, um, you're best protected if, if there's a true TCPA, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to a TCPA consent, you know, where people agree uh, to, and, and to have you call them using an auto dialer, even if you use a manual dial or to, to text message, right? So it sort of double opts you in. Uh, without it, then you just bought a lead list. You do have to scrub against the the federal and applicable state DNC. And before that, you need to get something from the FTC called uh, a SAN. And certainly you can reach out to the blog here and forward that. And I can, yep. you know, have to help you. But it's FTC.gov. The SAN basically is a, the government gives you five area codes that you can, uh, have access to the federal do not call registry for free. And then they charge you about 62 bucks a year. After that, it makes it difficult for some of you agencies, right? If you're just calling in one region, it's essentially gonna be free on B2, a B2C call, uh, B2C, B2B calls are exempt from the fee. Uh, so based on what you're doing, once again, we're talking broad strokes here. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, for, for those of you that call regionally, or you call into a state with a multitude of you know, Florida, You know, a lot of people might have a 212 area code. So you've got to really sort of think that one through. But you do want to scrub scrub, um, the do not call list. Uh, You do need to know whether you're calling, if you're using an auto dialer or such, whether you're calling into a mobile phone. Mobile phones need consent before you start using an auto dialer. And a lot of you out there will say, you know, I don't use an auto dialer. I I use a a Mojo single line dialer or I use something like that. Yeah. For the most part, those are auto dialers, or I do ringless voicemail. Um, you, ha- you really highly advisable that you want to treat that all as an auto dialed platform, right? Um, it's really hard to prove uh, if you get challenged that you manually dialed. I mean, you know, old school manually dialed, you use my desktop phone or I'm dialing from my mobile phone, you know, kind of thing, you know, for manual dial. But in all cases, y- you know, make sure and truly understand what's the nature of the platform that you're using to dial. Okay. Now there are five States that you cannot for mobile phones specifically. And I know we're kind of jumping around here. There are five States where you can't even manually dial wireless numbers. So it is really important without consent, right? So it's very important to know, are they on the do not call? And I say manual auto dial, respect the do not call. People are telling you, you know, phones aren't the best way to reach (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then know whether you're calling a mobile number <clears throat> and then, you know, obviously don't call the do not calls. Uh, we, unfortunately in most of the businesses, you know, we do have a, a, a product called litigator suppression. There are, you know, some people that are out there that are just going to try to see you any which way from Sunday, yeah. even if you're doing it right. So exactly. that's not a compliance tool, it's risk reduction, but for compliance, you didn't, you, you, need to examine whether you need to run your DNC. Um, and in all cases, I always tell everybody understand whether you're calling a landline or a mobile number. And then for inquiries, you know, yes, you do have 90 days to, to aggressively talk to them, but remember inquiries right. expire and your customers you can talk to for quite some time.
1: Right. It's like uh 90 days according to the TSR. And then it's 18 months
0: or so after um, the established business relationship right in ebr in the vernacular right. of of the industry right yeah. existing business relationship right so. yeah yeah definitely um so By the way important let me sorry to interrupt an important yeah. thing if you're buying leads yeah so a lot of times people will buy leads um and but the lead may be 89 days old you don't get a, the clock doesn't restart again. So always make sure if you're buying leads that you're going to auto dial out and respond to, and they're opted in, let's check the opt in, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure you have the right consent, but also if they're hotlines, make sure it truly is a hotline, you know, that, that it's not about to expire uh, so it doesn't get yourself into trouble.
1: Right. So let's say I have a telemarketed lead and I have, the telemarketers read this disclosure and this disclaimer, and uh, yet the litigators could still there's still opportunity there just because there was a, a disclosure and disclaimer read in the process. Does that mean anything? It definitely
0: adds ammunition yeah, okay. no, to add lose <laughs> my Yeah, you're right. and that's really what you want to do. But what a lot of people don't realize is. Th- that you really want to have a compliance system in place. Exactly. Uh, not just a scrub tool or disclosure. So a lot of times they'll challenge you. Yes, you read the disclosure. Um, and they may challenge you. You know, one of the things they'll say, you are required as a telemarketer. And, and probably everybody listening to your podcast, you, you don't think you're a telemarketer, but under
1: you're, the... You, you're being treated as such. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so it, it, as such, you are required to have an internal do not contact list. You know, somebody says, take me off your list. You got to do that, right? But you also need a policy. Somebody says, send me your policy. And everybody goes, wait, what? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the first gotcha. Mm-hmm. And the second part is that as a telemarketer, if you're in an agency with a lot of agents or you yourself are doing it, you do need evidence that you've had TCPA training, right? That you're aware of it. True. Sure. And if somebody says, are your people trained, are you trained? You need to be able to send, you know, like a a certificate, you know, so those are part of the system. And when I work with clients, I I try to organize them. So, you know, they're understanding compliance, just like if you had an HR policy, right? You just make it part of your culture. Uh, You know, we measure it, we look at if we discover a mistake, we quickly fix it. So we don't make that mistake again. We've got the doc, you know, I always say it's policy process, procedure documentation show me the document right it's right. not really hard it sounds like, oh my god this is so complicated it really isn't and it's just putting it into your rules and then making sure that you revisit that you're following the rules
1: exactly yeah so that's interesting um that a lot of companies um and call centers should adopt this uh methodology that you mentioned of going through a a process and, and having this documentation to prove that they've been trained on this specific topic of TCPA and the NDNC, TSR and the EBR. Like they understand how this
0: works. A lot lot of acronyms (laughs) here. (laughs) The alphabet soup. (laughs) You know, we got acronyms for the acronyms.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it can get really confusing. Um, but you know, um, as far as resources, I know dnc.com has a lot of resources out there and you're definitely a resource for people who, who want to have risk assessments, right?
0: Yeah, it's, it, it is important to um, have somebody put eyes on your organization to, you know, I always say, you know, it's important in any, every vertical to, you know, business has risk, right? So there's always the known risk, right? And you can make a business decision on what you're going to do. It's the unknown risk. You know, I didn't know I had to do this. I didn't know I had to look and be registered with the state as a telemarketer. Or I didn't know that I couldn't call into prospect into the state of New York under, under this current state of emergency. And if Louisiana does a state of emergency, I can't prospect there either. You know, the different aspects of it.
1: You know, what do you have
0: in, have in place? Um, because the TCPA has a little bit of a uniqueness in that if you'd create a violation, you know, uh, yes, you can be sued as a company, but you can also be sued as an individual and your corporation probably. And I'm sure Eric on, on your, on your podcast has pointed that out before. It's one of the mm-hmm. few rules where you have personal liability. So it kind of pays to do it right. Right. And then, then move forward with it.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it, um, be going cheap is never good in the long run.
0: <laughs> well, we always say compliance costs a little bit of money. Noncompliance will cost you a lot of money and could be yeah. game over. Remember, the patience yeah, it could cost in, you
1: everything. Yeah. You know,
0: in our society, the patience for perceived spammers is there There really isn't any. And if you look at um, you know the current administration, they're ro- rolling back rules and regulations, the EPA, they're rolling back rules and commerce and so forth and so on where have they tightened the rules with the FTC and the FCC? And specifically what, you know, if you look at something called the traced act, mm-hmm. you know, in phase Congress where they're having problems agree on stuff at, at the end of last year, beginning of this year, that bill was passed almost unanimously. And I'm going to call in like lightning speed. And, you know, and I always say, you know, cause some of the key takeaways of that is essentially, you know, they're poking the regulator saying you're not doing enough to regulate and and catch um, the—I I call them spammers. Um, you know the bad calls, the robocalls. And the problem is that I'm sure everybody in in your audience today—we all get those calls on our cell phones that your social security number has been—you know—blah blah, blah, blah. Call this number. And it's really tough for everybody to catch the and deal with you know the offshore call centers that mm. um, that are dealing with stuff, but they can catch you. And as such. Uh, yeah they do look for you and clearly, you know, headlines and set an example. So regardless of the size, you're a one man shop, a hundred man shop, you're a franchise, it pays to, unfortunately in this area, to, to catch up to understand. If you don't understand, ask those questions. And in some cases, um, bring in a, a consultant or such, you know, do a risk assessment uh to to understand and level set where the risk is known and unknown and then get on with going to make money
1: right <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah business as usual from
0: there <laughs> yeah and business in this area has uh, not necessarily been as usual right you know right not definitely yeah. them, right you know as i said all some of those apps. Yeah. That are out there. Hey, are these numbers bothering you? Here's an oh, yeah. app. Billboards, yeah. scam thing.
1: likely detection, and all
0: that reputation management. Well, we do. We actually launched a a product. Um, and fortunately or fortunately, you're making outbound calls and subscribers. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. cell phone subscribers, telephone, you know, uh, Verizon, AT&T subscribers are flagging you as spam. Right. And, and all of a sudden, without your caller id monitoring you may not realize that your calls are being preceded by possible spam i don't know and we've all seen those on our caller ids i don't know who's picking those up so yeah you do want to monitor the health of your caller id we also feel it's a back door for tcpa litigation right if if you're out there making a, a lot of calls and people are going this is this number is spamming me right and that gets out to social media well that's kind of potential evidence that you're a bad player
1: right yeah and they can
0: just, right. You're not a bad player, but you know it's all on how somebody's gonna position you to uh, potentially try to sue you or to stop you from making you know, those telemarketing calls
1: yeah exactly um so so with corona and everything going on right now, I know you probably had some events and things like that going on, and you know kind of walk me through that how you've been uh transitioning with all this and helping call centers are are you staying busy or-
0: Yeah, it's, you know, um, for me, a lot of getting a a bunch of different calls. One, uh, as companies now rotate into a work-from-home environment, Mm -hmm. uh, it is something different. So I'm getting a lot of calls where they'll ask me to come in and just do a spot check to make sure that, you know, I now have a new environment. Am I still compliant? Even though they know they are, they want to document that they've at least re-examined a change in their operational system. Um, two, uh, we have more and more calls. Can I still call, um, you know, what, what's going on out there, especially as states do state of emergency and, and right. so forth and so on. Exactly. And so we do see a lot. And actually, uh, I think in various industries, they are getting a little bit smarter to realize, Hey, you know, I'm really going to ramp up communications, uh, phone and text. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I need to check and make sure I'm doing it right you know, consent. What exactly is consent? What, can I text? Uh, you know, and suddenly you discover in the state of Texas where texting without consent is going to get you into, you know, hmm. the state AGs have some serious problems with this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I would even go as far to say, don't text without proper opt out language as well.
0: Follow the CTI. Right. You know, right. you, you, you want them to opt in, right? right? Uh, you, and you and I always recommend get a double opt-in, which is the normal yes, you know, go ahead and send me text. I agree to that, but also add the TCPA uh, language as well. It's not a hard thing to do. I think people are used to disclosures. Don't ever shy away from you know treat yourself like you. And somebody says, hey, you know, can we record this call or can we do this? Or, you know, for your betterment, blah blah blah. Most people go, yeah, okay. So you're trying to potentially avoid something that most people will find a level of comfort in, but follow Mm -hmm. best practices and document best practices. Uh, I know a lot in your industry, they go, boy, you know, people respond to a text. I'm just going to text somebody and they blast out a thousand text. you know, they go to these platforms and load up a bunch of numbers that they got from a lead provider and, and blast them out. And that's where the trouble, uh, that's where the trouble starts. And right. it is do it, you know, essentially do it right. And if you have questions, reach out or there's plenty of content. Um, you know, we just, you know, we're, we're kind of here to help. Um, I don't like when pe you know, it's 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 tough to run your business. It's uh harder when you're starting to get those nasty grams for people going, you you just spam me and I'm I'm gonna sue you.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and, it, and it happens to come from your mother too. So that's that's even worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's even worse. Yeah. Um, it's funny cause I got a, a random cold call. I know it was from a dialer and, um, I said, you know, take me off your list. And he said, say please. I said, what do you mean? Say please. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> at,
0: the, at that point, that company's got some serious. Issues. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. One, if it's a larger company, uh, they're not clearly evidence of, you know, of training and, and good QC, right? You know, you know, <laughs> you guys, everybody measures, you know, there are people that are smiling and dialing for them. Right. If that was the owner of the business, he's got a bigger deal. Uh, now, a lot of times you will see that pushback. You know, I see a lot of that coming in from offshore, which is, you're never going to catch me. And right. so, but what yeah. happens is, and I'm sure there are people on the call that will buy leads from offshore lead gen providers. And they and they feel that hey, I never made the call in the first place. I just bought this lead. You own the liability if that was a non-compliant call.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but also, let that be as a takeaway. You clearly didn't like that call. Yeah, take me off your list. What you wanted to hear. I'm sorry to bother you. We'll take you off your list. Uh, <laughs> give me five days. Right. That's all you wanted to hear. And yet, you know, found, <laughs> But don't you know? But that's why people have a problem. So we need to get the bad yeah. guys. Out of the way, we need to make sure that we do best-of-breed practices because phones work um, and not add to the noise. Because if this noise continues, Congress is just going to legislate more and more against it. There's one state that's contemplating outlawing all telemarketing, period. Whether it'll happen or not, I don't know. But, you know, all they're doing is they're listening to the complaints of their constituency. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would really not be a cool thing.
1: Right, yeah, no, for sure. Well, uh, Neil definitely dropped a lot of wisdom here, man. I appreciate you sharing all your wisdom here today. And uh, if anybody wanted to find you and and partake in any uh, you know risk assessments or anything like that and learn more about that, how can they find you?
0: You can reach me. My email address, first of all, I'm Neil Kent. My email address is n.kent@dnc.com. Uh, feel free to if you've got questions. Uh, I've Generally reachable on that you can always call in uh, to my office number uh, which you, you feel free to uh, to share uh, yeah. to your, your readers um, happy to always happy to sell something but I, I really find a great mission <laughs> yeah. to make sure that you've got the information you need to manage your business I, you know the education is really important this is a very confusing area because most people go why can't I do this? Or right. I'm going to do it anyway, and you're going to hear from me. You, you <laughs> probably don't want to. Here's why. Because if not, you're going to have to afford Eric uh, Trout. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. You don't want to ever get to that level. So let's no. keep going. Yeah. So you can navigate accordingly. But I'm uh, always available. Just feel free to reach out. I will do my best to answer your questions or reach out to you, right? You can always for, forward stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. We'll always make an introduction if we need to. Yeah, reach out to Whatever me. Whatever we can but, do to help. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today, Dale.
0: Listen, I want everybody to stay well. We will co- collectively get through this on the other side. And um, at some point, we'll actually get to see everybody at trade shows again. That'll be awesome.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be seeing you before we know it. I'm sure we'll get on top of this for sure. My wife will be happy when I get out of her <laughs> yeah. from actually using you.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. All right, man. Thank you.
0: Listen. So stay, stay well. Take care of. Visit
1: allthingstelesales.com for additional resources that can help you drive more revenue did you like today's episode if so subscribe so next week's episode will be available for you and if you really like today's episode leave a five-star review it's a good way to get the word out there and if not check out another episode maybe then you'll be able to rate the show five stars anyone you'd like to hear from on the show send an email to podcast at allthingstelesales.com i love to hear from you don't threaten me with a good time Come uh-huh.